It's 12 o'clock. Happy Friday. The weekend is upon us. Mike Hogan in for Gareth Wheeler today. It's Toronto Today. Coming up a little bit later on, Steve Buffery will join us from the Toronto Sun. We will talk about the Blue Jays and uh, what happened yesterday down at the Rogers Centre and also look ahead to the trade deadline. Chris Cuthbert will join us. He is calling the Argos Riders tomorrow from Regina. We will preview that game for you. And up top, uh, we'll talk some hockey. As uh, We had Carlo Koliakovo on this show yesterday talking about the opportunity to play for Team Canada. It will be a different look for the Olympic team this year. And one of the people in charge of putting this team together, the Vice President of Hockey Operations and National Teams for Team Canada, Scott Salmon is on the line. Scott, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. How long have you been working on a plan B uh, with the assumption that you know that there was an opportunity that the NHL players would not be participating? Well, we've been working on it for over a year. And last year we, we hired Sean Burke as our director of player personnel. We had Dave King involved in coaching our Deutschland Cup and Spangler Cup team. So we... You know, we, we had those people in place looking um, ahead that, that this may be a reality. And, and, you know, in retrospect, it's a good thing. We've, we've got a head start. I think we have a, an idea at least of who our players may be. Uh, we also have an idea of how we're going to have to play if we're going to be successful and what our competition looks like. So having Dave and Sean involved in those two events and the World Championships, uh, I think, really set us up moving forward. Otherwise, we'd, we'd be at ground zero here today. And, uh, you know, and, and scrambling a little bit. So we've been working on this for over a year. At what point did you feel in your gut that it was go time and the NHL would not be participating and, and you had uh, you had some different work ahead of you? Well, you know, to be honest, I, I, I never really believed it until the schedule came out. And, and I always just thought they'd find a way. And, and you know, having been around players, um, you know, over the, the, the course of my career and, and understanding what the Olympic Games means to them, uh, I thought that, that there would be a way that it could be worked out. And, and that, you know, that's, that's as recent as the World Cup and having discussions with those players, the World Championships. So I always thought it was going to get done. And, and uh, unfortunately, I was wrong. And, and now we're on to a different plan. We've heard Alexander Ovechkin be pretty vocal about wanting to get away from the NHL because he wants to participate in the Olympics. Do you see any Canadian players asking for a similar uh, situation where they could take some time off their club team and go play for the country? I don't. I, I think, you know, and hey, that's that's great that some of the players from other countries feel that way, and that's that's certainly their prerogative. I think Canadians are a little bit different. I, I think, first of all, they're... They're loyal to, to the team they're playing on, and that's not to mean to say that they, you know, they don't care about the national thing. I, I think they, they care deeply about playing for their country, but I think they're loyal to, uh, to their club team, and I don't see any players looking to, to leave the National Hockey League and join us. So with them out of the equation, can you go over what this process has been like? Uh, trying to identify players uh, from minor levels here and Europe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. What's this been like? Well, you know, I guess for a guy who's been to three Olympic games with, with the NHL, it's been exciting. And and what's been really neat, and I heard you say you talked to Carlo yesterday, is just the reaction from the players. I think people, players, staff, realize this is possibly a once-in-a-lifetime and that the NHL could uh, perceivably come back to to the Olympic Games in 2022. And, and so, first of all, the response has been outstanding, and players are really excited for the opportunity um, like I said, we laid the groundwork last year, so we had a pretty good feel on the depth chart of, of what our team could look like. Uh, you know, now, um, as we got into the spring, we, we felt it was really important to try to build a really competitive schedule to be able to evaluate our players, but also prepare our players for the Olympic Games. And, 
and we've been able to accomplish that. We're, we're starting next week in Russia with back-to-back tournaments in Sochi and St. Petersburg. We're going to see 44 different Canadians that are going to be representative of four international leagues of uh, players playing in Europe. So um, we've got a wide base to, to take a look at. Um, you know, the interesting part of the process is trying to compare those players from Switzerland, from Germany, from, you know, the KHL uh, to Sweden, and, and just trying to get a feel for the quality of those leagues and the quality of the players in those leagues. And, and this first two tournaments will do that. Uh, we'll have an opportunity then to, to narrow our focus a little bit more as we, we get into the tournament in Finland and, and really start to see what we have when we play the Russians, the Finns, the Swedes, uh, the Swiss, and the Czechs. And, and then again build towards the Channel One Cup in Moscow and, and hopefully have about 90% of our Olympic team at that event and then get ready for the Olympics. So uh, I think the process is in place. You know, I think we have the right people to evaluate players and, and then ultimately prepare them with our coaching staff led by Willie Desjardins. So uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be different for sure, but it's going to be exciting. Scott Salmon joining us as the VP of Hockey Ops for Team Canada. What was the, the, the physical process like compiling uh, a database of players? Like, Did you physically start looking, since we had Carlo on, going and looking at Germany and saying, okay, which guys on which team are Canadian? How many are eligible? What's the age? What's the talent level, et cetera, et cetera? Like, did you have to do this for every league, or was there, was there, uh, uh, was there an easier route to do that? Well, you know, it started to be, to be quite honest with you. We, we've got some really talented people in our organization who, uh, who assist us in, in analytics. Uh, and, and we started just uh, using analytics and, first of all, identifying who the Canadians were and then an exhaustive list of Canadians in Europe. And then we, we, we were fortunate, to, again, to have these talented people who, who came up with an idea of, the, of an NHL equivalency. So what is a one point or a goal in the – in the Swiss league to the Swedish league to the German league to the Austrian league, wherever you are, what do you, how do you try to compare that to the National Hockey League? And, and then, so now you have a, a little bit of a, a level playing field or a, at least one, you know, one point that you can look at. And so we started from there and using the analytics that, you know, it's amazing as you start to talk to people and, and how many people know players and, and whether that player played in the American League or they remember him from junior or they've seen him in Europe. And so you start to put together this this large list and like i said we're at 45 uh, i think we could be at 65 sure. we probably got over 65 on our list and you know we'll start to narrow it down but again that's kind of the the exciting part and and you look at players with nhl experience and some of the names that jump out at you but there's also some really good young players for whatever reason uh, it hasn't worked out for them in the national hockey league um, that are going to catch people's attention here too are there one or two players that you're most intrigued by when you take a look at these two upcoming tournaments and and you want to see what they're all about at at this level with this group? Yeah, well, you know, I think everyone should be intrigued by the goaltending because those are the most important uh, players True. probably. And so, you know, we need goalies and we need quality goalies and we've got guys with with NHL experience that'll be there, Justin Peters, uh, you know, Kevin Poulin. Um, we, we've got good goaltenders. We've got um, players, goaltenders, Ben Scrivens with NHL experience. So I, I think I'm probably most intrigued by that just because of how important it is. Um, but there's a lot of other players. And, and, you know, you know Max Talbot who's won the Stanley Cup and, and where he fits in and his leadership. And, and I'm excited to see that. So, yeah, I, I think overall um, there's a number of players that, that fit what we want. We, we want to be able to play fast. I think we have to. Uh, we want to obviously be very competitive. And so, 
you know, as we start to build the roster, those are the type of players we're going to look for. Scott Salmon joining us, the VP of Hockey Ops for Team Canada, talking about the Olympic process. A couple of tournaments in Russia that you mentioned, one in Sochi, uh, Sochi one in St. Petersburg. How important will the game action be in determining who's on your hockey club? It'll be important, um, but it's also important to realize it's August, you know, and and, um, and we're playing against KHL teams, so it is important, but it's only a piece of the of the process, and it's an opportunity to get a feel for players, not a not a hard evaluation on players. And we're going to keep that in mind. You know, the other great thing about our schedule is we're starting in August. Uh, we're not going to play games in September and October. That's going to give us an opportunity to get out and evaluate players with their club teams as we narrow our focus to, to November. So it's it's an important first step. Uh, but I, by no means is it the only step. And, and you know, I think there's still players that will find their way to Europe. Um, you know, there's some free agents that are still out there that, that haven't signed contracts. And so we're going to keep an open mind, and uh, we're going to just keep narrowing that focus. Scott, the big question, I don't know if you, if you care about this at all, but I'll ask it anyway, because uh, Canadian hockey fans have been used to watching best-on-best best at the Olympics now. And when they see the roster come together, they'll recognize a lot of the names, but they won't look at them as being star players. How do you sell this tournament to the fan base? Because they're certainly used to, you know, as I say, the best-on-best best aspect of it. I think it's a fair question, and I actually do care about it because there's going to be, at the end, 25 players that that are going to represent Canada who really deserve, I think, the support of Canada, and, and I and I really believe they'll get it. Um, there's going to be great stories for sure. We all know they're not NHL players; they're they're not the best on the best, but they're going to wear a Canadian jersey, and I guarantee you, they're going to give you absolutely everything they have. And so, you know, even if you watch the best players in the world, and if they're not going as hard as they can, uh, it's not that exciting. You know, like an all-star game type format. Yeah. And that's not to suggest the Olympics is like that. To me, what's exciting is, is whatever level of hockey you watch, that the players compete absolutely as hard as they can. And, and that's what's going to be exciting. And, you know, as we, as we go through this journey, I think the stories are going to be told on this players. I think Canadians are going to get excited. And probably, you know, for the first time, since NHL players have been at the Olympics, I think Canada's an underdog. And, and you know, that's something different, too. So uh, it's a hell of a challenge, and it's going to be a lot of a lot of fun doing it. Before we go, one of my favorite people to talk to in the sport is Dave King, and his enthusiasm is incredible. How do you keep him grounded and from just absolutely dominating the meetings? Because he is <laughs> such an encyclopedia, and with all his firsthand knowledge of the guys uh, who have played in Europe, I, I can only imagine what he would be like in this process. Yeah, but he's a legend, first of all, and and it's just so interesting to me to see how dialed he he in he is and how current he is in the game in terms of uh, how the game's played and, and knowing these players. So um, there's a tremendous amount of respect for Dave sure. um, within our coaching staff, within our management group. He he's a he's going to be incredibly important to us as we go through this process. And, and I think Willie Desjardins recognizes that our assistant coaches recognize that. And we're really fortunate to have, him. I think someone said at the, at the press conference last week, um, you know, he's probably the, the most experienced coach in the world when it comes to international hockey. That makes a lot of sense. Scott, this is going to be a fun process uh, to watch from the outside. I can't imagine how much fun you're going to have uh, on the inside. Thank you so much for doing this and best of luck. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. Scott Salmon joining us, the Vice President of Hockey Ops for Team Canada.